All right, man. We have a, another hot mic. Well, good. Why don't you open us up? Let's just dive We're on diving in. right on in. Let's All right. Welcome back to another episode of Unscripted Exchanges. Cole and I have an action-packed episode, par for the course. Happy Father's Day to all you fathers out there. Cole, happy Father's Day to you. You jumped the gun on me. I was going to say that. Yes, happy Father's Day. Thank you very much. Of course. I appreciate it. Father's Day is, uh, you know, it's funny because I was like, we talked about when Mother's Day came around, we're like, "Yeah, it's a great day and celebrate the women, you know, celebrate the mothers." And then, like today rolls around, I'm like, "It's all about me, okay? Everything is about this is about this is my day." And it was it was an unbelievable day, and my daughters and wife just spoiled me. My family spoiled me. Um, so, do you get jazzed up for Father's Day? Absolutely. Do you really? Yeah. Well, it's you know, it's it's one of those things where like it's like anything in life, you got to get yourself in that mindset mm-hmm. and. You can either look at it as, oh, it's just another day and yeah, and whatever. Or I took the time this year when I woke up and my wife and daughters had some presents for me and they made me breakfast. And I really made, I don't know if I made a conscious effort, mm-hmm. but I kind of let myself enjoy the fact that like I earned this day. Like I've got two beautiful daughters that I love more than anything in the world and I get to be a father and that is the most special thing and that's something you don't typically think about in your day-to-day life like you don't you don't think to go hey, you you do kind of but you're not sitting there going man I'm doing a good job like because that your most important job in my life is to be a father that's the number one biggest priority for me is my relationship with God's number one and I'll get into that later but being a dad so Moral of the story is today I really sunk my teeth into feeling good about like where I am and like where my daughters are at and uh, and it was just cool like thinking about like, I was riding horses with Ava tonight and she's like we were riding back we were coming back from the stable and she's leaning on me and I'm like this little girl literally like she made me a dad like she has changed my life and everything about me has changed. Because I had this little girl. And that is like such a cool thing and emotion to like wrap your head around. So yes, to me, uh I I really felt today like a winner. And I I felt like a winner a lot of time, but I, I felt like I really thought about it and I thought about all the things that my dad has given me, right? And all the fathers out there that what they give to their children. And and think about this, Hayden. Think about your dad and how that the effect your relationship with him is going to have on your kids. And then your relationship with your kids, if you have sons, the effect they're going to have on their kids. That is so cool. Like that's the, the, the role of being a father is like it's the biggest it's the biggest role of your life. It's the biggest career move you will ever make. So there's my little rant on Father's Day. It sounds like an all-around good day for you, and you were just a little bit more maybe mindful or present of everything uh, that took place today, which is awesome. I was. What did Blake get you, by the way? Oh, my. Don't even. I might start crying on air. Blake will. <laughs> Blake did obviously <laughs> That's know. That's I wanted to. <laughs> but it was from Blake, but it was like a little kid book, little book, and it was uh, Why a Daughter Needs Her Father. Ah. Uh. 
And of course, you know, it was meant to make you basically cry. Sappy. And Amanda's like videotaping me. I'm like, are you kidding she me? She wanted you. Uh, yeah, well, I'm a softy, dude. Yeah. Like, Ava goes, you're kind of like a marshmallow. And I was like, <laughs> she's like, you're kind of tough on the outside, but you're really gooey on the inside. I was like, all right, I'll take it. Dang, she is full of one-liners. She, she really, is wise beyond her years. She, she really is. So it was, it was, it was a fantastic The movie. apple didn't fall from that tree. What? <laughs> <laughs> I had to come up with something there. Well, hey, what are we talking about tonight yeah, so beyond Father's Day? I mean, I wanted to dive into, well, I mean, Father's Day and the, and just this weekend in general has been a fantastic weekend for me. Um, and the past few weeks have been great. And so uh, I think that's a recurring theme. I think things are going well. But one of the things that is interesting is is for me uh, and, and your, in your life is personal growth. Like mm. looking back on and seeing – how you've changed, whether it's your perspective on things or the way you approach things, and actually like taking note of that, it's pretty it's pretty interesting. And I read this book and I literally took notes and I can't remember. It was all Blinka, so I didn't read the whole thing, but it was about personal growth. And one of the things that um it it pointed out was that when you're looking back on personal growth, if you're looking back on like how you've changed, it's really good to actually, and this goes back to some of the things you've said about journaling. Like one of the things was very successfully successful people, successful people that are very good at being self-aware. Mm-hmm. They go back and actually like one of the things I said to do was go take your take your journal, take notes, and write down how you've seen yourself grow. Take go and say, okay, I used to be impatient, but now. I can wait a little bit longer for things. I used to get I used to get very angry when somebody didn't respond to me right away, but now I understand that they might be busy. I used to stress about money all the time and all and check my bank account every five minutes, but now I realize that checking it every like that sort of stuff. And these are might be like things. I mean, I've stressed about in my life, but I'm just throwing examples out there um, because it not only helps you to, like understand where you've been Mm -hmm. but also it's 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 kind of a it's a a confidence boosting in a self-esteem boosting thing to do because if you go back and say okay here's where i've changed and these are all positive things and so it was do that and then it would say here's where i want to change and then how am i and what do i want to change and so it was a really it was a really cool i mean it was on blinkist which is it kind of like a spark notes we've talked about. By the way, Blinkist, please shout out. Love to have you as a sponsor. Um, but it was it was really cool. So I think, you know, what I would ask you, Hayden, is where, you know, where have you seen yourself grow? Per, you know, personally, professionally, um, let's say in the last, even the last six months or a year. Man, that's a, uh, that's a tough question to, to answer there. I think the way that I would answer this is my philosophy on life or mindset attitude that has all evolved, which I think it's been for the better, obviously, um, which helps me on that journey or that path to uh, self-growth. I don't want to really get into the specifics in terms of like how I've seen myself grow because, you know, who who wants to listen to that but 
I do. <laughs> well, we can talk more <laughs> offline about that. But again, someone listening, cool. Maybe they're interested, maybe not. But like, I want to hit home on like principles here, mm-hmm. which you kind of were, were bringing up based on some of the stuff that uh, you were reading, or at least it sounds like it, mm-hmm. is the way that I attack self-growth is where do I want to be in the future? And mm-hmm. I refer to that as my end in mind. Who is the Hayden that I want to be six months from now or whatever period of time? And that goes back to, okay, yeah, what things do I need to work on or do I need to change? Um, And I'm very mindful of that. I don't necessarily check in every single day with what those items might be. And again, it goes back to building out that actual list. Like I write things down because it helps me hold myself more accountable. And I think psychologically speaking, subconsciously, I'm putting myself in positions to go out and achieve, you know, those next levels as I continue to grow. Um, So that's kind of how I approach that. Um, And I definitely think, yeah, to to answer your question, I have grown, but I'm not going to dive into like where I've grown the most other than the fact that i've seen a lot of change in six months i'm excited for the next six months okay i can get behind that i can get behind it um how would you answer that yeah so the first thing i would say for like my thing i think i think a personal growth aspect maybe not in the last six months or a year maybe i mean um understanding like what i need as an individual Hmm. and you know where to put a lot of time and effort into things and where to put my foot on the gas and where to take it off the gas. Yeah. I think that's something that even with unscripted exchanges, I'm learning more and more every single day and it transfers for me into different aspects of other, other places in my life. But you know, for like say for this venture for unscripted exchanges, we know, you know, I feel like we're in a very good spot where we know when to turn the gas up, and we know we're to, when we're turning the gas up, it's not going to do anything but burn us out. And I feel like that's a, a big personal growth thing for me because if you go back, and that's probably a fatherhood thing too and an, an age thing, but you go back even two, two, three, four years ago and those instant gratification and I, you know, I want to be here mm-hmm. right now. Yep. No matter, you know, and and almost that unrealistic time frame and, ex, and, and hopefulness. Um, I feel like that's shifted a lot, lot for me. So I think that's that's a that's a, a personal growth thing for me. It's just understanding, having that, the almost that ability, innate kind of like ability to process things and understand when to turn the pressure up on ventures, whether it's whether it's a sales deal I'm working on, um, whether it's something I want to promote for the podcast, whether it's a a sponsor that we're talking to. When I turn the dial up, when I turn it back, I'm getting better at that. I'm figuring that out. And I think that's, you know, something I'd like to keep learning and getting better at earlier in life than later in life because it reduces my stress level immensely and helps me balance things out with the house projects and the, uh, you know, the, the things with my daughters. I'm not going to sacrifice those things. So I got to figure out how to balance the rest of the stuff out because it, it brings a stress level. So I think that's that's probably one area I've grown uh, significantly. And another area I feel like I've grown uh, tre- tremendously uh, 
professionally, and this is this is more in the career aspect because I could go down a rabbit hole of personal growth things. But I'm gonna get kind of growth that stems from personal growth, but in the professional setting, is that I've learned how to navigate um, professional. You know, whether it's meetings with clients or meetings with other. Uh, business professionals or going to networking events or interacting at shows or 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 just talking with people on like LinkedIn and stuff like that um, or or working on pro- I think projects is a big one when you're working on projects with a bunch of different people is I've learned how to balance that those relationships and be able to bring in some of my coal isms my coldness hell yeah which is i want to coin that because there are things about me that make me unique right there's things about hayden that makes him unique there's Mm -hmm. things about john down the street that makes him unique there's things about me that make me unique and different and a handful sometimes right um and so i've learned how to kind of tie those together in the professional setting, learn when to turn the heat up on projects or, or relationships, learn how to read people mm-hmm. and be more empathetic. You know, just because something's a priority for me doesn't make a priority for you. Just because I need this right now doesn't mean that's not the fifth thing on your list of things you have to get done. I think that's super important call out right there. And yeah. a lot of companies, no matter their size, struggle with that. Oh, absolutely. So-and-so says it's top priority. Cool. Well, did you talk to the 10 other people that I talked to that told me their priorities top priority? Exactly. And I used to, I used to be all about, and this is like, I've always, I've never looked at myself as a super narcissistic, but I kind of was. Meaning like, and maybe that's not the perfect use of that word, but it was all about me, 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 and my wants, what I need right now. Sure. And that's part of my aggressive nature. That's part of my like, rhino mentality right well to chime in i would say everyone has some degree of narcissism Mm -hmm. they all fall on a spectrum they say so that's not out of the ordinary go ahead yeah but i i would just say that i've gotten a lot of i've seen a lot of positive outcomes and results and like and growth Mm. um with relationships in that area because i've really made an effort to put myself in other people's shoes and I would give that advice to anybody that's growing professionally, whether they're changing careers, whether they're struggling with relationships in the office or struggling with – whether it's you know struggling in sales where you're just not vibing with prospects, you're not clicking with your customers, you're struggling uh, – if you're an operations person, you're struggling with getting along with – other people on your project's team. If you're if you're in product management, you're struggling to get along with different groups that you have to tie in. I would say um, try to try to do a little a little bit of you know walk a mile in somebody else's shoes. Literally try to put yourself in their shoes. Try to try and, and ask them. Like I've had some conversations with some of my coworkers, and even with a uh, a customer of mine on Friday. And I'll give this example. This was a great example. I had a conversation with one of my customers, um, actually two of them. It was somebody from their industrial engineering team and then their head of marketing. And I've been working with them for about a, you know over a year and a half. We've done one project together. We've got a lot of stuff in the works. But I, I sent them a message. I said I, – I titled it Catch Up, uh, like Catching Up or something. And they knew like they knew because it had been a while and there was some stuff in the works. I'm like, I wanted to get an update. I don't want to drive you nuts. I want to know. So we get on and we're like we're joking around and we're talking about my trip to Hawaii because he's 
uh, he wants to take his son to Hawaii for his graduation from college. I'm like, I'll give you all the feedback. I'll tell you where to go. And I was like, guys, well, tell me what's going on in your worlds. Like, you know, what do you have? I'm not going to name names or anything like that because uh, I, you know. But I said, what's going on with you? Uh, and and the first, you know, first one's like, you know, here's the list of what I've got to do, right? Mm-hmm. My role, this is a one facet of where we want to go with this, but here's what I have to do, right? And then I said, well, what do you have going on? What are you trying to accomplish now? I didn't say, what are you, what are you going to do to help us get this done for my act? I said, what are you doing right now? Tell me everything you've got on your plate. And I kind of ran through everything, maybe a little bit of a venting session for them. But I was able to go, okay, like you're super slammed. Like, and the conversation was like about 20, 25 minutes. But I understood they felt better because they now I knew what all they, they had going on, right? Before, sometimes you just don't know. You're like, what could they be doing, right? I, you, know, you know, it's they're not posting about it on LinkedIn or like sending me emails about this stuff. But then I'm like, okay. I understand where I fall on that priority list. That you don't even have to. We're going to talk about it. That 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 and that are way more important than getting back to me on this this design I did. And I understand. I if I were them, I'd make that more important, right? So I would suggest to people that are struggling with struggling or just want to get better is take the me aspect out of it. Out of your some of your relationships and genuinely ask. You know, go to a coworker, go to a, a client and say, what is going on in your world? Tell me about some stuff you're working on and what, and what you have, you know, you, you, you told me you were super busy. What are you busy with? And don't, don't do it in a condescending way. Don't do it in a, oh, you're really, you know, what are you busy with? Do it in a, I'm genuinely interested. Like, what do you have going on? Because that's going to give you so much more perspective and also you're going to build better relationships. People love to vent, and people want to for you to understand what they're going through. So I'd give that advice to anybody. That's something that I've had a ton of success with. So that's that's a professional growth for me. A lot of stuff to unpack there, Cole. I, I like a lot of, of that. Um, I like it all, I should say. There's nothing that I don't uh, disagree with. Or I'm Finding it tough to, to spit out words here tonight. It's been a long weekend for me. But anyhow, I, I think the the key point that I'm hearing there is just the power of relationships. And mm-hmm. if you think about it, fundamentally speaking, your successes at the end of the day go back to relationships, right? If you aren't feeding your relationships or nurturing those in the right way, you probably aren't going to grow, whether that is from a professional standpoint or from a personal standpoint. And it's super important, as you mentioned, to put yourself in the shoes of others and kind of get to understand where they're coming from, which I'm really happy that you brought that up because we all like to think that what's going on in our life is, you know, the most important thing when there's billions of other people on the planet. Um, One thing that I would ask is how do you approach or how would you because maybe you don't necessarily have to deal with this but let's say that you're working on a project and someone else comes up to you saying hey Cole I've got this that needs to get done by tomorrow it's top priority how do you juggle or figure out 
how do you respond to that and how do you evaluate whether or not it truly is a priority? I mean, when I'm so that's a that's a loaded question and there's like different I'd handle it different just depending on what I've got going on. It sounds like you it, it depends on who the person I'm is. I'm like a dude, I'm a Swiss Army knife too. It depends on the person. Yeah. Depends on you know what like what level of impact it's going to actually have, right? You come to me and say, I need this, you know, can you get this done by tomorrow? Mm-hmm. And I know it's not something that like, and I'm pretty confident. I'm nine times. I'm, I'm pretty confident. There's like, you know, the world's not going to end tomorrow if it's not done. That sounds like instincts or gut check. It, it's, but... it's more of a gut check. Yeah. It's more yeah. of understanding, you know, for me, I, I gut check it. Mm-hmm. But like a lot of the times, the way I handle that stuff is my brain is pretty quick to process how long something will take me, yeah. right? Somebody goes, "I need, can you get this done for me?" If I know it's going to take me five minutes, I don't. I I will. I'll just get it done. I, I don't. I don't go to my priority list. I don't go through that. I go, "Oh, you need this? Okay, great. Let me get it done." Because I don't want to. I don't want it to fall back. Yeah. And I and if it's something that's simple, like super simple, but I, I I'm I'm pretty good at in my career at this point in my life. And just things in general, I'm pretty good at gauging how long something's going to take me. And if somebody's going to need something tomorrow and it's going to take me, you know, an hour, an hour and a half, and it's something that can wait, I'm just going to let it wait. I'll say, I'll see what I can do and I'll, I'll let it wait. I'll get it done. Mm-hmm. Um, or I won't. I mean, if, you know, sometimes you get asked stupid shit too. For like, Sometimes people ask you to do something tomorrow or get something done that is like, you're kind of like, well, what's that going to accomplish? Right. And and sometimes I'll say like, you know, that's not that's not really worth my time. Yeah. Um, not everybody gets to do that. I get I'm in a sure. unique position where I do get to do that. Yeah. Um, and but I would say like nine times out of ten, I, 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 I try to process it pretty quickly. But that also comes back to another point I'm going to make. I'm just all I'm like I feel like I'm firing all cylinders today. You are. I'm uh, letting you go. You're uh, crushing it. Keep going. Um I think that comes back to understanding um what oh, I totally lost my train of thought. I'll I'll jump in here. I'll save you. You save sure that's me. 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 <laughs> it might come back. It might come back to me. So on the flip side, one thing that is not productive, and we've all done it is just being so quote unquote busy or you can really call it what it is being lazy or that instant gratification asking someone for you know hey can you do this when you can probably do it yourself that is i think a big problem that i see happen again we're all guilty of it you're lazy you want someone else to go do it for you and as they say like don't give someone work that you want it you know, want to do yourself Mm -hmm. or if you can do it, go do it yourself. Now, again, there's a lot of nuance to that, but anyhow, there's a little bit of that going on. And then two, there are instances where you want something so bad that you ask multiple people within the organization Mm. and then you got, you know, person A and person B and maybe even person C all trying to track down the information for you. And it's like, how about instead of doing that, you still just stay focused and allow one person to go try to track down what it is you need instead of trying to send three people out? Because again, that is not 
very efficient. That's not very productive at the end of the day. So kind of wanted to flip the script there in terms of some things that I've seen uh, in my work experience, things that I've, I've done myself, you know, again, I'm, I'm not perfect. And it's like, how do we change that behavior, make sure that we are working in a productive manner and we're allowing others to work in a productive manner as well. Well, you're, you're spot on. And I think there's another, there's another like avenue of, of the productivity part that you're speaking on. Um, I like that you said, like you go ask multiple people or maybe it's something that you ask somebody to do that you could just do yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause that's like, that's something we all fall into that trap of. Oh yeah. And also like, and this is a problem I have with, you know, call it just companies in general. Um, any company you go into, there's always going to be people that people that people that go, well, that's not my job. Ugh, right. Well, that's, that's, that's the, you know, that's not my job. It's like, yeah. cool. Okay. Like really? Yeah. Like just leave. I'm sorry. Like I can't, I cannot stand that response. Now I, you know, I don't have time for that yeah. or I've got five other things on my plate and I don't even know how to do that, but that's not my job is not an answer that I am ever cool with. And I, I will rip people apart when they tell me that. That's not my job. Because you know what I say? It's not my job to do this, this, and this that I did for you to make it easier. So that's not my job either. But I'm doing it, and you don't hear me complaining about it. So it got me a little, a little worked up. I don't know how I, I really feel about that. And yes, obviously that's like the number one response or PC response is like, yeah, well, there's a lot of things that you do at the end of the day that aren't part of your, mm-hmm. you know, daily job description. But at what point could someone potentially be doing something that is way maybe over their head or something they just flat out shouldn't be doing, but no one else is willing to do it, which I think is bullshit. And that's where you have to talk to right. again there. That's where it's very situational. And that's where at times, you know, I will push back saying like, look, I'm not going to do this because of X, Y, and Z. Well, so that's and different so than, that's this different than, that's department different. should be kind of stepping in because mm. again, you can, de- we can debate until we turn blue in the face. That's why it, I, I see where you're coming from, and at times I have that mindset too, but there's also times where I treat it as, no, <laughs> there's no reason for me to do that. I, I, I figure, I, I think this this adds exactly to what you're, because you're, you're 100% right. Yeah. There are things, like you said, that come up that literally are, aren't, aren't your job, nor are you like, are you, do you have the time nor the expertise to really dive into? I just think that's that, that's that response of, when somebody goes, well, that's not my job. I just that it's. I don't have. I don't understand how to do that. Maybe ask here. I've never liked that. No, I can't do it. Sorry, kind of attitude. It's more of like sure. There's maybe a better way yeah. to approach it. I, I maybe get, I'm just venting a little bit. No, I, yeah. it's all it's all good. This is what we're here for, just to have an open conversation. Yeah. And uh, another thought uh, with that is. If you continue to take on responsibility, added responsibility, yes, like the the standard is like that's how you get promoted. But I think there's a lot of times where people take on stuff mm. thinking that they're going to get promoted and they don't get promoted. Yeah. So then they get burnt out. And that's where it becomes a fine line. So that's where I think, again, it's very situational. And that's where you can have those conversations with your manager saying like, hey, look, this is something that I've done. 
this might need to be something that, you know, maybe you don't need to say so-and-so does, but maybe this department, or maybe, yeah, it is a new role that needs to be hired because like, look, it's hurting me as I try to do my other daily responsibilities. That's how you would probably approach that versus, oh, it's not my job. Right. Now, it depends on your manager. Sometimes you can shoot the shit and just be like, I'm, I'm not going to do that. Or like, that's not a, <laughs> right. right. It, it depends. Again, I keep throwing that out there, but yeah, a better way to approach that is just have that honest conversation because yeah, if you continually do that, no one's going to know, or they're going to be like, well, Cole, Cole does that. Well, is that really what Cole should be doing when he should be doing X, Y, and Z? And maybe it, He's failing, or maybe failing is too harsh of a word, but maybe he's not excelling as well as he can because he is trying to take on and support something else. Again, very situational. I would say this. I thought of my. I, I think I thought of my point from earlier that ties this all together. Is a first of all, what you're saying is like. I, yeah, I mean, you gave me a little pushback, which I liked that. I mean, I think I can't agree with you all the time. No, right? and I think I think it. I just it. Sometimes it just gets on. I just it gets under my skin. I've heard that several times, in in a negative way. Like it, it maybe it was the way I've been. I've heard that from people. From my perspective, like yes, I, you know I, what I'm I've saying. Heard, like, no, no, no. I've I've heard what you said. Like that's the right thing. Yes, and at the same time, I will say the size of your company versus the size of my totally company different. also is yeah a different different beast. So yeah, yeah, the, we're a lot I, bigger. I, I, I don't know much <laughs> about your company. I mean, yeah. I oh obviously some stuff that you shared off uh, line and obviously here on the show, but yeah, you have a much smaller size company. So yeah, there are situations where people have to step up and, you know, do whatever it takes to keep the business moving. Well, I haven't, I'm more of a, I I hate saying this, but sometimes a a cog, you know, like, no, I know what you're saying, but I'll also say this. It's not, I, I actually haven't heard that. A whole lot, and we're in my and actually with my company a couple times, but we're our 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 apologies upper, for singling no, you no, out. No, no, or no, no, I, no, no, I no. Made an assumption. You didn't. I well, I've heard that from people like that I've talked to about their jobs or careers, or they're 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 frustrated in in previous roles. Well, that's not this was that's not my job, so I quit. Or that's not, and it's like. That mentality is what got you fired, or got, or you didn't. Why you didn't grow is it's not the like. There are times when it's not your job, but it's there's also times where like, you know, it's just a different way to approach it. Maybe. Yeah. No. Again, it goes back to attitude, mindset. How do you level well, set expectations? And there's I was thinking, I was thinking like even in the in the professional world when we're talking. This is my thought I had earlier that uh, I think we're getting we're getting close to time tonight, but. And we can wrap this up. What I was thinking about, and and I feel like most people can relate to this, is when you have like, let's say you've got X, especially when you work in an organization like you do or I do, where there are all these different moving parts. So you're one, you're one cog, or you're one piece of this this project timeline, or this or this roadmap of of it starts here, and here's where your piece is, right? Or your piece might be at the front end, and then you might have another piece later, but it's got to get through John, Jim. Mary and Susie before it gets back to you, right? Those are all people I work with. Uh, yeah, I knew <laughs> I stalked you. That's why. Um, but I feel like one of the things that uh, you know we we all we we kind of tend to do, and this is where I, I'm making a suggestion to our listeners and just to professionals out there is when you're in your piece when you when you're doing your your, your part, think try to think about. 
how you can make sure that the other parts that come before or after you are complemented from that. So one of the things I try to do is I know for me when I when I let's say it's a, a deal or a new customer I close, like part of my job is not necessarily to go find all of the uh, you know we do a lot of big appliance showrooms right and and appliance displays and stuff like that. Part of my job is to go and research and make sure we've got the right stuff in the right uh, fixtures in place and this stuff. That's not part of my job. But my engineering department's going to have to do that. Mm. Uh, so before I get before I go from my step to them, because I really what I could do is I could just say, okay, I got the deal signed here. You figure it out, right? I'm done. I I try I've I try to go the extra mile and say, okay, they're going to have to do this, and I'm completely capable of doing this. It's not my job. But it's not something that I need to be an engineer to do. I can go look up this stuff online. I can ask for the spec sheets from so-and-so. I can get that done. So I guess one of my pieces of, of advice is when you're working in a, in a team or you're working on as one cog is if you've got a project or you've got something and you've got you to you turn work over or receive, maybe think about like, you know, what can I do to make my team, my the next person's life a little bit easier and not only not only is that going to make you better and more well rounded because you're putting more you're going to know more about what the product is what's going on but it's also going to reciprocate back because they're going to be super appreciative and they might and maybe that piece that you did takes them you know maybe it takes you an hour an hour and a half two hours three months whatever but maybe you do that piece and because you freed them up to spend more time in their in their bubble on what was more important because you took on the monotonous shit, then they're able to get better work done and get it, maybe turn it around even faster. So I think that's just something I wanted to throw out there. One additional point that I'll build upon, and this is going to sound like I'm just debating you the entire night. I, I do like all that, by the way. Coming Bates from, are good. Yeah, they are. They make the world go round, right? Amen. <laughs> One thousand percent. Yeah, I was, I was about to hit you with that. From a product standpoint, product-led organization or product management, by the way, check out, what was it, the previous episode or maybe the episode before that, we talk about product Awesome management. episode, yes. Yeah. We all like to come up with solutions to our problems. Sometimes we oversimplify. And as a product-led organization – Sometimes you have to let those closest to the problem be responsible for figuring out how to solve the problem. Mm -hmm. The way that I took your, like there, there's a few ways that I could interpret it. What you mentioned, like, yeah, that's awesome that you showed initiative and like you, you could do some additional things on your end and maybe even present like recommendations, which is great. I'm not discounting that, but there are times where certain teams might benefit from not being held to like a biased solution like if cole you came to me saying like hey here's this problem this is what i need you to do like that's very prescriptive and that's still gonna happen no matter where you are from time to time Mm -hmm. but like a new paradigm or a product way of thinking is here's this problem Maybe you can sprinkle in like this is like a potential solution that I thought of doesn't need to be the the solution that we go with. I want you and the team yes, to go yes. see what other options there might be. 
that's where you get people to start, you know, thinking and collaborating a little bit more versus, oh, go do X, Y, and Z for us. It's like, okay. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, I, I would uh, agree and with again, that. again, that's why I was like saying like, I, I took your words well, but at the same time, there's another way that, you know, certain departments or teams could probably internalize that. And it's like, well, he just came to us telling us like, we have to solve for it this way. And sometimes that's fine. But if it nine out of 10 times an organization that you work for is always just telling you to go do X, Y, and Z. I mean, that's the type of organization that I don't want to work well, for. Well, I, and I think, and I think it's also like relative to to what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, because like, yeah, you you did that. You took my words a little literally, because you know, for what we do, like my design team, I don't give them shit. Yeah, I literally go to them and say, "Hey, here's what I'm thinking." But you're the experts. Do it. But here's some like parameters of what the customer said. Yeah, right? Yeah, 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 and, yeah. But but what I think what I think you you are saying, which I wouldn't thousand percent I'm just giving agree. it another flavor yeah I, what, what, what I what I think you're saying which I like is um you know do enough present enough but don't bottleneck especially in like like you said in some organization stuff don't bottleneck a team member or somebody because that's when you start getting like cookie cutter work that might not be near as creative innovative or you know polished mm-hmm. because it's like you, you put a, me in a box like you know, I'm just going to do exactly what you asked. I'm going to make four corners, and I'm going to put, you know, I'm going to fill it in with blue. Like yep. you said, to make a box that was blue. Right. I'm not going to do anything else. Right. So I think there's a balancing act uh, to take with all of that. I'll leave it with this: ideas should win at the end of the day. Best idea, not the highest paid person in the room that's saying, "Hey, this is what we got to do." Amen. That's the new paradigm, folks. Amen. Well, hey, this is it for tonight. Let's. That was sign awesome. Off. Awesome conversation. I'll let you sign off. You were crushing it tonight, my friend. Thank you guys again for listening. For guys, girls, women, and everybody out there. <laughs> um, thank you for tuning in. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there once again. Um, I had a great day. I had a great time having this conversation with Hayden tonight. Continue. We, we appreciate your support. Uh, just keep it up. Keep engaging with us. And we will keep uh, knocking it out of the park, bringing in new sponsors, and uh, working to help you guys have a little bit better lives each and every day. I got one last comment. We are reducing our show to just one episode a week Mm -hmm. for multiple different reasons. We'll share uh, later on down the road, but just as a heads up, we will only be releasing one episode um, from the foreseeable future, I guess. Yes. Until things change. So just a little heads up there. Cool. Thanks all. Thanks guys.